it's Friday the 7th of October and welcome to the Better Business Show Friday 5. I'm your host Tom Idle and joining me on the other side of the internet as ever is Vicky Knowles. Hi Vix. Hey, how are you doing? Very good, very good. So we kicked things off obviously last week. It went down very well so we're here to stay or at least until our audience uh, tell us otherwise. Um, <laughs> how's your week been? It's been pretty busy actually. I, I'm so glad it's Friday. <laughs> it's been one of them has it? Yeah, I feel the yeah. same, yeah. Yeah, I went out to Geneva to see one of my clients this week in a day, which was um, it was really good, really good um, experience. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling it now. I'm I'm too. I'm glad it's Friday. Um, so just in case anyone stumbled across this particular episode uh, by chance, this is our accompanying uh, podcast to the main Better Business Show, uh, which goes out on Mondays. Um, so you can check those those shows out. Just go to our website, betterbusiness.show, and you'll see all the listed shows there. Um, so yeah, we're going to give you our top five stories from the past week, the happenings, the events, the goings-on that we think you should be aware of from across the world of Better Business. Uh, so this week, Vix, we're going to be talking palm oil abuse, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's new documentary, the rather shameful steel industry, uh, we're going to be talking mental health in the workplace, and we're also going to be talking about the Paris Agreement. So let's do it, Vix. At number five this week, there's a new report um, all about steel that CDP has put out, all about the steel industry, a fairly damning assessment. The steel industry accounts for 7% of global emissions, uh, but this report says that the industry has made no progress to reduce those emissions in a decade. And it says that the industry really needs a technological transformation to actually get those emissions down per tonne of steel produced. Uh, over 70% required in, in terms of reduction by 2050 in order for the industry to meet the objectives set out in the Paris Agreement. Um, so the, the report basically says that 70% of steel industry will face a carbon price by the end of 2017, increasing the risks for the steel makers that are not reducing emissions. Uh, China produces 50% of steel globally and will become subject to a carbon price by 2017. But of the 15 largest Chinese steel makers, uh, uh, representing 40% of China's steel produced, only one publicly discloses its greenhouse gas emissions. So some you know, truly worrying statistics outlined in this report about what the industry is doing or isn't doing. Uh, but you know, 7% of global emissions this industry is re responsible for. And it's not doing anywhere near enough, according to CDP. Oh dear, that's not good news. Um, okay, well, number four is palm oil, and I think it's a, looking a little bit better than the steel industry. Um, so WWF has created a scorecard ranking 137 companies on their use of sustainable palm oil. So I don't know if they did this before, but at least on this edition, um, it works as a consumer tool, so you can actually search your favorite brand and see if they're taking either the right action, falling short or doing nothing at all. Um, so WWF has scored the performance of companies three times since 2009, which has showed that while some companies were making good progress, many others weren't doing enough. But 2015 was a big year where many companies set themselves targets to be using 100% certified sustainable palm oil. So who's honored their commitments and which have broken their promises? Those that have got high marks, as in nine points out of a possible nine, were businesses like Walmart, McDonald's, Boots in the UK, and Estee Lauder. Companies with a long way to go include Campbell Soup, Target, and those who didn't bother to report at all include, surprisingly, Whole Foods Market, um, Co-op Denmark, and Yum. So 
WWF has, re has some recommended actions for companies, governments, and also consumers. Um, for the latter, they're asking them to either applaud the companies doing well and demand those that are failing to do more to um, d demand more from them. So. Okay, interesting. And interesting how many different types of companies actually source palm oil. Uh, such a huge commodity and lots of challenges. But yeah, interesting scorecard. Um, so that's number four. Number three this week, uh, a really interesting piece in The Guardian, all about the culture of uh, silence when it comes to mental health in the workplace. Um, the mental health of the UK workforce is in a bit of a grim state, according to a major new survey, which says that more than three quarters of the 20,000 workers aged between 16 and 24 who took part in the survey said they had experienced symptoms of poor mental health. And nearly two thirds of those with mental health problems felt that work was a factor. So that's three quarters of the 20,000 people that uh, were a part of this survey. Uh, it was uh, a study that was done by Business in the Community in partnership with YouGov. Uh, and what it found was a, what they called a shocking lack of employer awareness and responsiveness. More than half of the employees who disclosed their symptoms of poor mental health said their employers took no action. A minority of managers, 22% of them surveyed, said they had training in spotting and supporting employees who were struggling and most managers, 63% of them, said they felt obliged to put the interests of their organisation above the well-being of staff. Um, so, yeah, lots of worrying figures in this report, but hugely important. And I think it's only getting more important as a kind of a, in terms of the awareness, I think, as a, as a society. Absolutely. I, in fact, I, last night I only went to um, <clears throat> a mind festival in Bristol. It was very okay. Good. Lots of events going on around that. Anyway, um, so yeah, my next story, what are we on? Number three. Number, um, this is number two, actually, Vix. This is number two. Oh, Come on, goodness. keep up, keep up. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so much happening. Um, okay, so uh, we last saw Leonardo DiCaprio sort of snacking on liver in The Revenant. Um, but now our favourite climate activist is starring in a new documentary, Before the Flood. Which, uh, if, if you watch the trailer, um, I'm sure you, you'll put it in the show notes. It basically starts off saying how awkward it is to bring up climate change. You know, people just don't want to know about it. But of course, even more awkward is uh, what we're doing to the planet, uh, which is shown in the film. Uh, but thankfully, we're along with some reasons for optimism. So there was a screening this week at the White House, since Barack Obama is actually in the film. And uh, more stars include Pope Francis, Elon Musk and Bill Clinton. So hopefully um, wow. Wow. there should be some good conversations on there. Um, so for those of us who weren't at the White House this week, um, documentary will debut on at the end of October, October 31st, on the National Geographic channel. So I'm excited for it to come out. Yeah, too right. I love love what he does. I think I love what he did. said at his uh, Oscar acceptance speech. And uh, he's just brilliant, isn't he? Such a great yeah. activist and uh, exactly what the world needs right now. So nicely segues on to our number one story this week. Everyone's talking about this, the, the Paris Agreement. Uh, the deal that all the nations came up with the last Christmas at COP21 uh, is now entering into force. Uh, there's a threshold of the number of countries that have ratified the deal that have basically said, yes, we'll put it into our into our, into our legislation. Uh, and, th and that's reached the kind of 55% of nation threshold that was needed to make sure that this went into force. Um, so the agreement which aims to keep global temperature increases this century well below 2 degrees Celsius and drive efforts to limit temperature increases to below 1.5 degrees Celsius uh, was adopted in December at COP21 um, and now it's it's entering into force on the 4th of November 
Um, so by the beginning of this week, the agreement had been ratified by 62 signatories, representing about 51% of global uh, greenhouse gas emissions. Now, follow, and obviously China and the US were quite early on board with the ratification, which was great. Uh, and now following ratification by countries like Canada, New Zealand, as well as the EU, uh, the total stands, I think it's 74 today. Uh, about 58% of emissions, uh, according to UNFCC uh, data. Um, so yeah, it's all, all going to go ahead, which is fantastic news. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, no, it's, it's exactly exactly what's what's needed. So um, yeah, uh, that's it for our our second Friday Five. Um, so we hope you'll join us every Friday as we digest the news stories and developments from across the world of sustainable business that we think you should be on top of. We'll be back again next Friday. So until then, Vix, we'll see you next week. See you then.